Hi guys and welcome back to part two of the In Fact Fanatics of episode 34. We're back talking about the Euros, we're talking about the knockout stages uh, in part two and it's myself and Theo but we're also joined by Ronan as well. So Ronan, how are you, you doing mate? Not bad mate, not bad. Did we all enjoy the Euros? Yeah, definitely man, definitely. Obviously, like I'll get your opinion on, on the group stages because you weren't here for the first part but so what was your opinion of, of the group stages as a, as a whole um, and Scotland as well a wee bit? your opinion on them yeah um quite quite a, a, a usually I, I was actually quite disappointed in the in the tournament to an extent i enjoyed it but at the same time there was a lot of glamour ties mm-hmm. that i wasn't impressed with like and even the bigger teams some of them just didn't impress me mm-hmm. as i'm sure we'll go on to talk about but um yeah no there was some belters in there the likes mm-hmm. of Portugal, Germany, that was an absolute peachy game. Mm-hmm. Um, some shocks as well. Um, but mm. yeah, no, overall, uh, yeah, I enjoyed, enjoyed the tournament. And yeah. Uh, Scotland, yeah, I just think we were, I, I don't think we played badly. I just don't mm-hmm. think we could take our chances. Uh, that's yeah. all. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we played, I think we played well uh, mm-hmm. in all three matches. I thought we played well. Um, just just not good enough I suppose but I, I can see this hopefully being the start of something for Scotland yeah yeah definitely I think I think it's the start of a long journey um I I think we I think we have to admit that to a degree that this is obviously it's been 30 years since we've got to a major fight major finals um I think it's we're going in the right direction hopefully if we can strengthen in a few areas we'll be a bit more competitive and I think to be fair do I think we're going to reach the next World Cup I doubt it because there's so much competition in there. But maybe through a, maybe through a bit of luck and a couple, take our chances, got a decent strike force in Adams, and I think Dykes is okay. Um, is a good hold up player. I think if we can get a good formation with them two up top, I think yeah, I, I'm quite hopeful to a degree. Um, so yeah, really looking forward to the future um, of Scotland. So yeah, we'll just have to see see what happens. Um, so, but obviously we're we're not covering the group stages. Obviously, we covered that in part one. Me and Theo done that. Um, but we're covering the knockout stages. So the first knockout stage is the round of sixteen. Um, so yeah, uh, I'll go to Theo first. Uh, the the first game we're looking at in um, Wales versus Denmark. Um, so yeah, Denmark comfortably won. Um, so Wales got knocked out of the tournament. It was obviously a sad thing. You you you're impressed by Wales in the group stage, but. What did they What did they do wrong in this game? Because obviously, or is it more Denmark's brilliance on the night? Yeah, it, it's more Denmark's brilliance on the night. I mean, I, I was shocked when I saw um, that result. I thought I thought Wales would beat Denmark. I really, I really do. But um, they 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 annihilated them individually. Fantastic performances from Dolberg and uh, Marla, um, uh, the right back. I thought he was he was absolutely sensational. And at the end of the day. Denmark and their squad, their team spirit, they just wanted to win more and they did. I don't think you can blame the Welsh too much. I think it was probably a step too far for them. They came up against a team who, after beating Russia 4-1, were in a rich vein of form. But um, but yeah, overall, uh, walloping from Denmark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Um, Ronan, what was your opinion on, on the game itself? Do you think that Wales, obviously, it's... Maybe it was a step too far for them. Um, what's your opinion yourself? I think they had a team capable of beating Denmark, but at the same time, Denmark obviously <clears throat> built this togetherness after what happened to them in mm-hmm. the first match. Yeah. And, like, 
I'm, I'm happy Denmark got to where they were. I, mm-hmm. I'd have loved them to at least get, like, semi-finals is a fantastic achievement for them, mm-hmm. which I know we're going to talk about. Um, yeah. But, no, um, yeah, they just, they've just got some really good players, Denmark, don't they? The, the young boy, uh, what's his name again? Uh, Damsgaard. He's brilliant. Yeah. He's brilliant. Definitely. Good player. Um, so, yeah, overall, um, quite a, it was an entertaining match, but I just think on the on the day, Denmark were just too good for Wales. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I thought Casper Dahlberg stand, stands out with them two goals. Um, I think he's becoming a real kind of leader in that team, I think. I think they've been looking for a striker. Um, Braithwaite, he's, he's decent, but I don't think he's that type of leader that'll get goals. I think Dahlberg is probably the future for that attack as well as Damsgaard. Um, so I'm quite excited with that. And I think... Again, uh, it's comfortable with it, with that clean sheet as well. I think that just shows that their defence is, is is really tight. Um, yeah, moving on to the the other games, Italy versus Austria. It went to extra time. Um, obviously, the champions went to extra time against Austria, so um, it really re- really says a lot that Austria did put up a fight in this game. Um, would you say that's the case, here, or do you think that um, it was still it was still kind of cl- what would you, what's your opinion on on that match? Austria were absolutely sensational. They went toe-to-toe with Italy. It wasn't for a moment of brilliance from, from Federico Chiesa. They could have easily been knocked out there. The Austrians yeah. had a goal, I think, on out of it, scored in normal time. That was offside, so VAR was correct. Yeah. But it was a brilliant performance from the Austrians. Um, I just want to shout out that goal they scored, that header. Um, I can't remember who scored it for, for Austria. It was such a brave header. It was yeah. a brilliant header Cal- goal. Yeah. Calag- yeah. Kaladia, I thought that was a brilliant goal, but yeah, I suppose just again, Federico Chiesa, I mean, that that yeah. move, that touch, that finish, it was brilliant. But mm-hmm. shout out to the Austrians, they did themselves really proud. That was a cracking game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was a good tie. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. And moving on to another one, another res- result was a, a bit of a shock one probably, wouldn't you say, Ronan? Netherlands versus Czech Republic, Czech Republic winning 2-0. Um, very comfortable from the Czechs. Yeah, I mean the Czech, the Czechs were a solid enough team in in the groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see that um, Patrick Schick is how he's not been talked about more this tournament. Mm. I'll not understand. Um, yeah, but I mean the Netherlands have got a better team than the Czechs. Mm. Uh, I don't think Netherlands are the problem. I think De Boer was a problem. Um, obviously, you have if you have Virgil Van Dijk and Donny Van de Beek, that that makes your team obviously a lot better. Mm-hmm. But um, considering how solid and how well Netherlands played in their group, mm-hmm. uh, they cruised their group. Mm-hmm. Yet when it came to that, that was a shocker for me. That one, um, mm-hmm. as much as the Czechs are a good team, yeah, Holland. Uh, I'm, I'm shocked at how poor Holland were. But mm-hmm. in all honesty, it was, in my opinion, it was Matthias Delict yeah. well, doing that. I, I'll never understand. I know he was last man. And he was trying to stop a goal, but to get yourself sent off, and then you're you're just you're giving yeah. your team and it's such a difficult mm-hmm. chance, you know. Yeah. To... It's no nil at the time as well. It's it's not like you're exactly way behind. You're you're going to go two 0 down. It's it's nil nil. So is there any need to go in that heavy at fifty five minutes getting sent off? Theo, what's yeah. do you think that was an idiotic mistake from Matthias Delict? Yeah, it was from a player who's made a, a idiotic, idiotic mistake season after season since he moved to Juventus. Yeah, um, I, I don't. I personally just don't think it was a shock. Uh, Holland losing at all. 
Mm. Uh, I think they're a, I, I, coming into the tournament. I, I think they're a really poor side. Mm. Um, they're not a team, and they they don't gel together. Yeah. The big players in that game, Memphis Depay, uh, Frankie De Jong was was poor. Wijnaldum was poor as well in that game. They these players didn't stand up, and the goalkeeper as well. You know, you can't have Martin Stecklenburg, who's 40 yes. in goal. You can't yeah. have that. It's ridiculous. I You're eventually going to get found out. And when you look at it, it's a kindness. Mm-hmm. The Dutch got knocked out in this round because yeah. one thing, the ball got sacked and mm-hmm. he's rubbish. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is if they had have got through, they would have got absolutely destroyed by the Danes mm-hmm. in the next round. Yeah. Um, I think that the ball, the, the one problem he made in that game, he took Daniel Malin off. Mm. After fifty odd minutes, and yeah. he was running the show, mm-hmm. like he was, he got him, but he did miss a very big chance. But um, yeah, Czech Republic hats off to them. I thought they were one of the stars of the tournament. Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, we'll we'll talk about De Boer in one second, Theo. But I just want to get your opinion. Obviously, do you think that the likes of Daniel Malin, I was going to bring him up there. Do you think he should be starting more regularly? Uh, what, what would you say? Like, do you think that the likes of Malin, Coop Miners? Um, a few other players that have, have kind of broken the scene. I think they should be the main focal point in this team and not the likes of, obviously, Depay will play, but do you think that now that he's getting, there's players that are slightly getting older in that team, Vinaldum, for example, is getting a bit older, um, a few others as well. Absolutely. I think the problem was the board didn't know what to do. Um, you know, he started with Val Vekost first game. He scored, and then second game, Malin's in. It's like, well, what's the point? But Donjan Malin, when the Dutch play the way that they do, which is expansive, free-flowing football, mm-hmm. you have to have pace up front. Mm-hmm. You know, and he he he's a really good player. Who he's a young player. Mm-hmm. He's playing for the back of a move, and obviously he's just signed for Dortmund today. But I can't believe he didn't play him. I can't believe he took him off after sixty minutes as well before the red card. I can't. I can't believe it. I really mm-hmm. can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think there's anyone that should be coming in as the head coach then, uh, Ronan? Because I don't know if anyone, has anyone been mentioned as the next head coach? Van, Van Hal signed. Oh, yeah. Van Hal signed, right. Okay. Yeah. Right. Do you think yeah, that's the right decision then? Uh, would, would you say that's right? Decision? Yeah, well, I think he he's done it before. Um, mm-hmm. He got them to a semi-final and he probably should have got to the final in the World Cup mm-hmm. that season. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And he's got the, like, Honestly, I think the Dutch team have a good team. I just think they need a manager to get them to play. Like I think mm-hmm. the players are there for them to, maybe not there to win, but definitely there to be competitive and get to the latter stages of a of mm-hmm. of a tournament. A hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. So we'll see how it goes in the World Cup next year because they should qualify. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Van Louis Van Hals, he knows he knows what he's doing. He's he's a good manager. Yeah. Definitely. And we'll move on to the next game then. And Belgium versus Portugal only ended 1-0 with that Thorgan Hazard goal. Uh, Theo, do you think that was... Do you think it's a poor performance from Portugal? Um, I think they were maybe a bit over-reliant on Cristiano Ronaldo, kind of interchanged too many players maybe um, in attack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought, I thought it was. I thought both teams were poor. Mm. I really do. I thought, I thought Belgium were lucky to go through. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they deserved to go through because of how poor Portugal were. Um, the game was not a classic. Portugal threw the kitchen sink at it at the end, but um, I just don't. I just questioned some of the, the the decisions. I mean, Fernandez came on after seventy minutes, mm-hmm. even if he wasn't playing too well. A player of his creativity, he has to be playing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought that. I just thought Portugal were they were running out of steam as well. 
A brilliant goal by Torgan Hazard, but again, Patricio, he could have done a lot better. So the game was, in my opinion, the game was the, the biggest nil-nil of the tournament. Just mm-hmm. It was decided by one minute of quality, really. Mm-hmm. Do you think the likes of Fernando Santos should be staying in as the co- as the manager or coach of the, the, the team then, running after this performance in this tournament? He probably will get kept on because he won the Euros, mm-hmm. but uh, look, well, not this one, obviously, the previous one. Mm-hmm. But um, <clears throat> I think it's time for a change. Mm-hmm. So I think after, I, I think after the World Cup next mm-hmm. year, I think Ronaldo will retire from the international stage. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he'll continue his playing career, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it will just be time for a change. Portugal, I said it when we were doing the predictions. Portugal have a team of superstars, but they can't play together. Mm-hmm. But I will give a shout out to Renato Sanchez. He ran the show and he mm-hmm. played very, very well for Portugal and mm-hmm. in a, in a, a side that were that were poor. Mm-hmm. I thought they were lucky to even beat Hungary. I know it's it was three 0 mm-hmm. but it was it was nil nil up to about eighty minutes. So mm-hmm. like it was two three two moments of magic for Ronaldo and you can't take that away. That's how that's what he is. He's one of the he's potentially the best player in the world. But mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, Portugal for me, yeah, I, I couldn't put it any better myself that yeah. what Theo said, both teams were, were poor. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It'll be interesting to see where they go when Ronaldo does retire from international football. Um, I, I think it might be kind of a good thing to a degree. Um, I agree with then, you. It means then they can kind of have a more balanced team, I think, and yeah. not having just that kind of They've got- reliance. <laughs> I think they over-rely on Ronaldo, and that's, that's the problem. Yeah. Shooted, shooted to a degree because he is Cristiano Ronaldo, but you've kind of got to have a, a balance in there. I think and an understanding of that you've got other good players like like Bruno, like um, Yo, I, I, Diego, I like Diego Jota. I like Pedro Goncalves coming through as well. I think he's a really talented. Andre Silva, yeah, Andre Silva as well. So it'll be interesting to see where they go uh, after Ronaldo finishes. Uh, moving on to the next one, and it also went to extra time: Croatia three, Spain five. Um, there was this was probably the most exciting game of the tournament. Um, Theo, what did you make of it? Yeah, it was a, it was a mental game. Um, I mean, Unai Simon making arguably the worst mistake I've ever seen in in Euro history, which uh, doesn't reflect very well on him. But um, yeah, Spain Spain were mesmerising at times. There was horrendous defending. Croatia did brilliant to pull it back. And then Morata scored a wonder goal. It was a it was a cracking game to watch. Shame for Luka Modric because I thought he was unbelievable that game and let down by um, his teammates. But I think what it really highlighted was Spain were onto something, and it was a flash of brilliance because in two games in a row, Spain had scored ten goals. Yeah. So it was very exciting. Um, brilliant game. Probably the best of the tournament. Yeah, definitely. There were some horror moments in there, um, but the goals, the goals were there for Spain, and that was the main thing. That a lot, all, all goals were scored by separate players, um, and it just shows you that they've got talent in that team. Pablo Sarabia getting a goal, uh, Ferran Torres, Marata, or Yarzabal, um, and Aspilicueta also chipping in with a goal. As you said, it's a shame because I think that could be maybe Luka Modric's got one more tournament in him, but in my opinion, I think they need to be looking to move on in a different direction now, Croatia. Um, obviously, Ivan Rakitic retired prior to this tournament, um, and I think Modric should be the same soon. Um, I think he is a, a genius at what he does, but 
there is there comes a point in time where it needs to freshen up. Um, and and I think like as we're saying about Ronaldo, um, Croatia not not it's the same talent as much talent, but they have got players in there that can do a job. So um, I think even if they lost Modric, they could still carry on. Would you say that's the case, Ronan? Yeah, <clears throat> Croatia are not the team that they were two years ago or three years ago in the World mm-hmm. Cup. Yeah. Um, they're all aging, but they'll stick together for this World Cup. Mm-hmm. And then I think, then I think you're right. There'll be a transition and a change mm-hmm. there. Yeah. But I think they'll all stick together for this this World Cup. And then the likes of your Modric's and Dejan Lovren uh, as well. Lovren's, yeah, all them kind of mm-hmm. sort of start to to sort of fade away from the the national team, and they'll try and bring through mm-hmm. some of them their mm-hmm. other players. Yeah, definitely. Um, moving on to to the next game, the biggest shock I would say, um, France three, Switzerland three, um, and then France going out on penalties, boys. Um, I don't think anyone's seen this coming. Um, frankly, um, I think it was heroics by Jan Sommer uh, to to many saves made many saves in the game and also saves saves in the penalty shootout as well. Um, I just think it shows you that, yeah, France aren't the team that they were. And I think Deschamps has to take a lot of responsibility uh, from for them going out of this stage. Picked the same squad, as we mentioned, which we thought was a, a poor decision, missing out some key players. Teo Hernandez, uh, Laporte going into the Spain national team. Um, there was a few other players that they missed, I think. But the, fact that, the fact that he only took one left back mm-hmm. when he, he, he left, did he, he left Theo Hernandez and there's another and Lucas Ding, Lucas Dinge didn't he take any of them. See the took, did, did he not take Dinge? I thought he took Dinge and did he? he had Dinge, but then he had played Hernandez, the other uh, Lucas Hernandez at left back. He took yeah. Dinge though, um, but played a centre back at left back, which yeah. he has played left so back, but that's not his main position. I think that's what he gets for taking one left back and not yeah. even playing. So yeah. and then he got Lucas Lucas Hernandez get injured anyway, didn't he? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and in my opinion, Theo Hernandez has been the best left French left back the whole of last season. Yeah. So I don't know why he wasn't selected. Uh, it, was, it was a shambles that he's not selecting him. Um, Theo, do you think Deschamps should be relieved of his duties as as the manager of France? So obviously, you were saying that he's won a World Cup and he deserves that, but I think he he could end up. Um, being let go maybe after the World Cup he might get the World Cup as you were saying I think you were saying that it was because it's so close that he will get the World Cup um, but do you think that maybe the likes of obviously he's not the best coach but he is a winner in Zidane um, do you think he'll be getting maybe given the role? Yeah I think Deschamps time is, is ending um, uh, absolutely um, I, I'm really happy France didn't win uh, because all these idiots and these so-called pundits they all said that France were a home banker to win the tournament when they were never going to win it. Um, if you actually go back to the, the start when we predicted, I did say Italy, but, you know, we move. Um, the problem for France is Deschamps, definitely. Uh, and the problem is he picked Benzema. That's the problem. That's yeah. why France did not um, go through in the Euros. Mm. Because when you have something that's working, you do not change it. And that's what he did. He changed Benzema. He played the two up front when mm-hmm. France did one. And back there was a bit part player. Griezmann was a shadow of himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to be honest, I, I feel like the French team just in general, it was as if they were... Deschamps didn't breathe any energy into it. Mm-hmm. Did you watch any France game and get blown away? No. Mm, did not, they apart from Pog, not apart from Pogba's goal. 
Yeah, well, he, he scored. He scored one. He scored a nice goal, but it doesn't mean anything if, yeah. if you know, you're three one up, you're closing it out, and even in extra time, they didn't really try and change it, did they? So France got what they deserved, and uh, but I just want to say we shouldn't be talking about France. We should be saying Switzerland. Jan yeah. Sommer, unbelievable. Shaka, brilliant. Mm-hmm. Gasinovic, that goal he scored, awesome. Yeah, definitely, definitely the case. Uh, yeah, can't can't say more about that than well done Switzerland because it was just yeah it was fantastic um it shows real determination to get back into that game we thought it was done at 3-1 but yeah it just shows you that they've got heart in them uh in the Switzerland team I think I think they've got a, a, I think everyone needs to stop undermining them because I, I I to a degree underestimated Switzerland to a degree but I did think they would get through um as the third place team and and that's what they did but I think it was it just shows you that they are a more determined team than I think people give them credit for. Um, we'll move on to the next game, England versus Germany. Uh, Theo, I'll come to, to yourself first with this game because obviously you're your home nation in England. Um, comfortable win, 2-0. I thought the Germans were poor. Um, again, I think Joachim Lowe has to take a lot of responsibility for them being poor, but he's going to be going um, after the tournament. It's going to be uh, Hansi Flick. Um but do you think it could have been any different if if Thomas Muller had scored that goal? Um, do you think that it, it might have changed the tide? Yeah, absolutely. Thomas Muller scores the goal. The Germans go on and win the game. Mm. No question about it. Yeah, yeah. He, he, and Thomas Muller should have scored. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a straightforward chance. I could have scored that. Um, and he was he was inches wide, but you know he should have, he should have scored. England weren't great. Neither were Germany. Mm. It was a poor game. It was a poor game. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's a fantastic win for England, and and the goals we scored were really nice moves. But I just feel like we came up against a very disjointed Germany team. Mm-hmm. I feel like the substitutions they made in the second half, in particular, bringing Leroy Sané on, I thought they gave them absolutely mm-hmm. nothing. I thought yeah. Kimmich was played out of position as well, and. Be- if credit to Southgate, I thought we really stifled their wing backs. Mm-hmm. But um, Muller scores that goal, different game, no question yeah. about it. Yeah, definitely. Ronan, would you agree with that? Do you think that the, I, I thought when I was watching the game, I thought the likes of Thomas Muller should have been brought off um, even before that chance, even before he missed that chance. I thought he was very average, to be honest. Um, I don't think he adds very much to the team now. Um, I think as well because he plays on mm-hmm. his own with Germany compared to when he plays with Bayern Munich, he plays with Robert Lewandowski off him. I think he really struggled to be that kind of focal point as, as almost like as a false nine centre forward. Yeah. Um, two two years ago, um, Miller would have put that in the back of the net. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it baffles me. Like, you, Theo, you say, like, Leo, Leroy Sani, what, like, you didn't understand bringing him on. I agree, but also when you're two 0 down, why do you bring Leroy Sani on at like the 86, 87th minute, or and and then he brings Jamal Musiala on mm-hmm. at, after ninety minutes when you're two 0 down? It's like why did they wait to the eighty seventh minute to make two substitutions when he's two 0 down? It's just like it doesn't make any sense. You you need to have your players if you're two 0 down, bring your players on earlier than that. I know that the second goal went in. Mm-hmm. Just just before they came, like Sani and that came on. But when Sterling scores, you've got to go right. We'll get fifteen minutes. Get these boys on now because we need to chase the game. We it's worth like losing two goals. Like to, if it means that you've got if you're going to equalize, like you can't defend anything now because you've lost a goal. Just go for it, you know. So I I don't understand it at all. But 
I will say I do think Kai Havertz had a good tournament in a poor Germany team. Mm-hmm. I thought he had a good tournament. Um, still waiting to see what Timo Werner can do. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see what he does. Uh, I know we're not talking about the Premier League, but we'll see what he can do in the Premier League this season coming. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I agree with you again. A disjointed team. Mm-hmm. Um, a manager that I, I think was at one time a, fan, a fantastic manager. Uh, and I think he's just a bit outdated now yeah. and he, his time's up, as we know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, um, England just, tar- like, like you say, both teams were were poor, but England turned up and did what they had to do. Mm-hmm. So Definitely, definitely. Case. Ronan, would you say that the likes of Joshua Kimmich playing at right back is a strange one, though? Even like, Do you think that he needs to be playing central midfield uh, or central defensive midfield for Germany uh, from now on? Because in my opinion... You've got the likes of, uh, I, I don't know even if he was taken, Makana Baku from Wolfsburg. I felt he should have been in this squad playing at right back. He's a natural right back. Would have suited them, in my opinion, compared to playing Joshua Kimmich out of position. Um, even though Kimmich started as a right back, I just don't think he suits that role now. He's kind of, yeah, I feel he's wasted out there. Mm-hmm. He can play it, no problem, but I feel he's wasted. Do you want, in my opinion, Joshua Kimmich is one of the but I, I'm not just saying this, I genuinely believe Joshua Kimmich is one of the best players in the world. Mm-hmm. I think he's phenomenal, mm-hmm. absolutely brilliant. Um, he's kind of went through that sort of same path that Philip Lamb took. You can mm-hmm. play sort of either right back or you can play in the middle of the park. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think he should be. I, I agree with you. Um, it's just that Lowe just wanted to play a three at the back though, didn't he? So... Mm. Kimmich is, is going to be your wing back, but no, I agree. I think he should be in middle of the park because he's 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 brilliant at everything. He's he's brilliant at shutting players down and intercepting, but he's he's yeah. so good on the ball as well. Mm-hmm. So definitely. I think he should be in the middle of the park, try to dictate the play. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that that that's definitely the case. Uh, and Theo, I presume presume you would agree with that uh, yourself. Um, moving on to to the next game. Uh, oh, actually, for. for, for well, just as a wee joke, I'm I'm quite glad that we're not going to have to see Joachim Lodo uh, anymore sniffing his hand after he puts it down his trousers. I won't deny it. I presume you boys are the same. You just don't want to be seeing that anymore um, because, yeah, it's it's, it's utterly disgusting. Um, moving on to the next game. Uh, <laughs> moving on to the next game, Sweden versus Ukraine. Uh, and Ukraine went through, uh, through extra time. Very surprising. Um, Theo, what, what do you make of this game? Oh, awful game. Awful game. Um, yeah, I, I think, to be honest, it was just two teams who just couldn't believe how far they'd got. Maybe the, the quality was poor. I don't think Hamden helped. I really don't with the lack of... I think there was only six, 7,000 fans there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, look, Ukraine... There was more injuries in that game than the whole tournament. Uh, and Ukraine just, just kind of did enough in the end. They, they scored a scrappy goal. I thought Zinchenko was outstanding in that mm. game. I thought he was the only player who came out of it with any credit. And um, yeah, brilliant achievement for Ukraine, but it was boring games. Awful. Mm. I remember yeah. just, I, I was glad Ukraine scored because I didn't want to watch penalties. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely the case. Um, yeah, I think there's not much to say. Um, I think Forsberg's unfortunate because he was great this tournament. Mm. I thought he was a real standout for Sweden. Um, and I, I, I don't know, I think maybe Sweden, 
I don't know. They just seem to be lacking something. Um, I, I rate Alexander Isaac, but he's, he didn't score. He didn't really set the world alight this tournament. And I think a lot of people expected a lot more of him uh, with the season he had at Sociedad. Um, and I think Ukraine, yeah, they, they went through. Um, and all credit to them. Uh, Ronan, would, what, what do you make of this game? Do you think that Ukraine um, almost deserved to go through? Um, I, I, I quite like the Ukraine because I thought they deserved to go through because obviously they did well in groups. They were unfortunate almost to not get... They, they came third uh, in that group. Um, but yeah, I think that I'm quite glad they kind of had a bit of a journey, personally. I think if uh, Sweden don't go down to 10 men, I think they win the game. Um, mm. I think Sweden are... They, they don't have any stars, superstars in their team, but they're a solid team. Mm. And I think they'll be extremely disappointed that they didn't beat Ukraine because... I think Ukraine are so bad. I think they're awful to watch. Uh, I don't. I didn't find them impressive at all. I think if uh, Sweden won that game, they give England a much better game as well in mm. the next round. I think. Uh, I think England would have won, obviously, but I think Sweden would have just given them a better game. And I just think that if it wasn't for for that sending off, I, I think uh, Sweden would have went on to win. Yeah, probably the case. If they if they didn't get that sending off, they probably wouldn't. Well, they probably wouldn't have gone down to two one um, with that last minute goal. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I I don't think Ukraine are boring as such. I think they were. I quite liked them against Netherlands, especially. I thought in that game in the group stage, I thought they were great. Um, I thought they really almost deserved to win that game, to be honest. Um, and unfortunate to lose that game. But yeah, I I didn't really watch them too closely. Um, in this game especially, I thought, I, I, to be honest, I just thought it was a bit of a scrappy, it would have been a scrappy game, and I presume it was. Um, but yeah, I, I think Sweden, do they give them a better game? Do, do they give England a better game? Possibly. But again, as you said, it probably wouldn't have mattered, and it, it didn't matter uh, with Ukraine going through, um, as we'll go into in a bit. Um, but we'll move on to, to the, the quarterfinals then. Um, so the quarterfinals, we've seen Spain go through against Switzerland, um, one one went to three one on penalties. Um, again, Theo, I, I'll just cover the penalties though because they were poor. They were really poor by both sides. I would say, wouldn't you have to agree? Yeah, it was an awful shootout. It was a poor game to be honest. Eduardo Vargas's penalty, I think that uh, that kind of yeah, kind of well, it wasn't. It's not Eduardo. It's um, Ruben Vargas's penalty. Vargas, I think yeah. that kind of highlighted the standard. I mean, he, he missed. I think he even missed the stand. It was that bad. Yeah. Um, but but they did enough. Spain. They did enough. I think over the course of the game, they deserved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shakiri scored for Switzerland after a very bad error mm-hmm. by the Spanish team, who who were in control really. Mm-hmm. Um, but a poor game. Really poor game. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I I would say that. Yeah. It was quite a poor game indeed. Um, so yeah, I think Spain going through. Does it show real real quality? I, I don't think so. It didn't really show quality. Um, I thought Unai Simon saved them uh, on a couple of occasions in, in the penalty shootout. Um, so, yeah, I think he made up for, for his errors in, in the Croatia game um, to a degree. Um, so, yeah, I think, yeah, it's it, it was okay. And I think Spain, it, I think it just shows, though, that they have got quality there um, to a degree, that, that they have got the resilience to at least go through um even though it was it, it was pretty scrappy and, and unfortunate moving on to the next game italy versus belgium ronan i'll go to you uh 2-1 to italy um 
do you what did you think of this game? Do you think that Belgium were poor? I thought Belgium were poor, but I thought Italy were mm. really good defensively mm. um, as well. The fact that the only reason they conceded was through a penalty mm-hmm. was was uh, was good. I, I thought it was actually for being a two one. I thought it was actually quite a good game. Um, but uh, yeah, I just think uh, Italy turned up, did their job. I always yep. expected them to because. Belgium will always get to the quarters of the semis and bottle it like they do every tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just think Italy did well at keeping them away from from the goal, and they like and and Singh scored up that Singh's goal was brilliant. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was brilliant. about to say that that was a pinger um, goal, wasn't it? So I um, the best team won. Mm-hmm. That's the yeah. way I would say. Yeah, definitely. Um, Theo, as you said, you you weren't very um, keen on Belgium in the, the the previous game, but this game, yeah, again, it was probably about time they went out. Um, I think the only st- shining light for them for for the future is is it Doku, um, Jeremy Do- yeah. Doku. Yeah, no, uh, Doc, yeah, Doku was Doku. was outstanding. He was absolutely outstanding. Brilliant performance. I, I can't tell you how bad and how pathetic Belgium are as mm. a team. Bobby Martinez is, is one of the worst coaches mm. in the world. No question about it. How he has inherited that. And Thierry Henry, mm-hmm. who is a failed manager, I will I will never know. Mm-hmm. Um, they were unlucky. Sean with Maloney him. as well. Don't forget Sean Maloney. Yeah, Sean Maloney. That's a flash <laughs> in the pan. Um, KDB was unlucky to get injured um, in the way he did that. That was unfortunate. But they're just, they're so one-dimensional. I don't think this the formation helps Belgium. I really don't. I don't like the three mm-hmm. at the back. I think they've got way too much... Um, they've not got enough pace uh, as well as that. I don't think, um, obviously, Eden Hazard, he didn't really perform that game. Uh, I don't think Forgin Hazard is elite level as well. Um, and I just feel like it was easy. Ronan's bang on. I thought it was easy for the Italians. And Lukaku, Lukaku, he tells us all the time, he says that I am a top world-class striker. Well, I remember him missing a very straightforward chance mm. in the second half. So... I just feel like they're they're just they're destined for failure. Yeah, those those moments definitely count uh, to being a top striker. Definitely. Everyone was talking about Lukaku this tournament. During the tournament, he scored two against Russia. Was it? Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think he scored one against Finland, and that was it. And it's like he's a good he's a good striker, but in my opinion, Patrick Schick had a much better tournament than he did. He did yeah. <laughs> and why is why is Lukaku in the Euros? Uh, team of the whatever you call it the Euro team team of the tournament but mm. Patrick Schick missed out it's ridiculous I, I yeah. completely agree with you it's ridiculous mm. I mean I, I remember watching the Portugal game I know we're going back one and I obviously haven't watched as much as Lukaku as I did when he was at Man United and I thought okay going into the tournament maybe he's changed he's had a great season with Inter Milan and I watched him in a one-on-one and what did he do he got dispossessed in a one-on-one again so he's a He's not. I don't think he's world class. I don't think he ever will be. And I think he let his team down big time. I really do. Yeah, but whether he's world class is 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 really up for debate. I think he is a top. He is a good striker and he's probably top. a, yeah, a he's top, top striker. He's not world class. But he's not world class. Um, and I think that says a lot. Um, you were talking about Bobby Martinez there, Theo. Is there anyone that replaces him? Who replaces him? That's the question. And I think that's <sighs> you can have them. Um... Uh, the guy used Ronnie Dyler uh, for all I care. I mean, <laughs> Ronnie Dyler. He, he, 
absolutely. <laughs> Bobby Bobby Martinez is is the is like I despise Bobby Martinez. I think he is horrendous. I, I can't. He makes me so angry how he's got that job. They win ten games out of ten in qualification, and everyone in the world thinks Belgium are going to win the World Cup or the Euros. <laughs> All anyway, I can think um, of, all I can think of is now, all I can think of is now is Tony Mowbray again. I mean, Ronnie Dylo is a goat. To be fair, he, oh. even he won some silverware. But um, I, I don't know. I, I you, you got to be looking at someone, mm. maybe some a Belgian doing it. Mm-hmm. Maybe Arsene Wenger might be tempted Ooh, to, to do quite, it. Yeah, Yogi Low, who knows? But mm. any a bin, a bin's better than him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, I think there could be a couple of couple of good shouts out there. Um, I need a, I need a second to calm down, guys. Just kidding. yeah, yeah. All I can think of is Roddy Dyla. Then I can only think of Tony Mowbray as, as well. Like I was thinking, who's other bad Celtic managers that I can think of? Ronan, is there anyone that you can think of that could get that job? What in terms of bad Celtic managers? No, just in general. Well, both, <laughs> both, both. Yeah, why not? Um, <laughs> Throw a name no, out I, don't, I don't know. Um, I, I, Arsene Wenger's a good shout mm, I like that, that shout but um, I don't think that'll happen um, mm. okay, I don't know um, I think Bobby Martinez will manage the World Cup and mm. then I think he'll look to go back into club management mm-hmm. um, I, I honestly don't know Jürgen Klinsmann I'm just mm. coming up with him <laughs> Mar- Marcelo Bielsa would be quite fun <laughs> that might be quite fun I'm not saying he would go there but yeah that yeah, but, mate, that, you can't make comments like that. It's like saying, "Oh, Cristiano Ronaldo is going to join Morecambe." That'd be quite fun. Can't, <laughs> you can't do that. He's not going to. Cristiano Ronaldo will stay in a one-bedroom flat in Bradford. Yeah, he can't do that. <laughs> oh, <Come on. laughs> you never know. Well, no, wait, you, you no, do no, know. No, 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 no. But he has managed. So no, Bielsa is not actually an. Oh, no, he's not an awful shape because he has managed the international level it's not like he yeah, has he has yeah, so, he, so has, not, he might go back not. I'll tell you sir, Bielsa after he's finished with Leeds or if he goes on to another stage he'll finish yeah. managing Argentina he will hmm. Yeah, that 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 that's more that makes more sense to be fair. Um, so yeah, no, definitely makes more sense. Anyway, we'll move on to to the next one because we've talked about Ronnie Taylor and Tony Mowbray and Marcelo Bielsa enough. Um, so yeah, on to the next game: Czech Republic versus Denmark. Uh, Czech Republic sadly went out at this stage. Um, I thought that, as you said, Denmark would have thrashed Netherlands, but Czech Republic gave a good account of themselves, didn't they? For you? Yeah, they did. They, they reached the end of the line. Um, they 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 huff and they puff, but but Denmark just had more quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Schick scored another very very tidy goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think what I've loved the most about him is his movement and his finishing. His finishing was supreme, and that was a great goal. But again, the the the, De- the Danes that cross from Marla outside of the box, outside of the foot for Dolberg was special. That was a special moment. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Denmark again, they did enough and uh, it wasn't the best game, but it was a good contest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, Ronan, do you think that Patrick Schick to West Ham would be quite an interesting um, opportunity? Do you think that might be a good shout? Um, that kind of Czech Republic kind of link they've kind of got there? Yeah, um, they need a striker. They've got Mikel Antonio. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, was at, uh, I was at the Celtic game just on mm-hmm. Saturday when they get thumped 6-2 off mm-hmm. West Ham. And I'll tell you something just out of, I know it's a bit on the side, but 
Mikel Antonio, what a player he is. See, see watching him, the movement that he does, mm-hmm. and you don't actually realise how fast he is mm. in the flesh. He's crazy fast. But yeah, Antonio needs some help to take some of the pressure off him. Uh, mm. And I think Ship is... I think he's... Um, earned himself a, a bigger move although I think he's I think yeah, is it, it's Leipzig he's at isn't it Leverkusen by Leverkusen. Oh, Leverkusen yeah he's doing well at Leverkusen uh, um, yeah he's like I mean I think yeah he, he maybe suits German football mm. um, to be honest but I mean five goals in his five games that he played I mean did any other did any other player do that score mm. a goal in all the games the only game he didn't score was the England game because mm. it was 1-0 but he scored two against yeah. Scotland but it's like Oh, and I do, like I say, like he scored wasn't just tappings. I mean, his goals uh, were were top. They were like world class finishes. Yeah, was, a proper striker, a proper yeah, decent striker. Yeah, I think I think uh, West Ham's a good shout. It's just whether he would suit English football. Yeah. I don't. Know. I personally think that he might suit it. Um, I think he needs to take that chance if he wants to. Um, the, the the thing is, I think Bayer Leverkusen sell him if they get a good offer because at the moment the hype for him is is so high because of, of the Euros. I think that if they get maybe a, a £40 million bid for someone like Patrick Schick, you take that as, as Bayer Leverkusen because but, I can't see it going any higher than that personally um, for, for a, a Europa League stage club um, I know that West Ham are going to be are, are they in Europa League West Ham for next yeah. year like I think is, is it are they in the, the is it qualifiers they're having to do or are they straight in it they straight in I it think right? straight. I think they finished right. fifth didn't they was right. it fifth yeah or was it sixth I can't remember yeah fifth fifth, fifth, fifth. fifth in the end. Um, I think so, yeah I don't know I think he could go possibly higher than West Ham mm, I mean possibly possibly with, not that they're a higher team than West mm. Ham, but they may be able to attract more players, even though mm. I don't think. But I, honestly, like, if Kane goes out the door, if I'm Spurs, I'm looking at shit. Yeah, um, you've got to be, yeah. Yeah, definitely. you have to be, because, I mean, I, you could see him I, You could see him going to Spurs, I mean, mm. if Kane leaves, because I, I think they, they'll be desperate for a striker if Kane goes. Yeah. Um, I'd be looking. Maybe, I, I don't know if, if Chelsea are talking about selling Tammy Abraham as well. And well, Chelsea, Chelsea are after Erlen Holland, so it depends. I think. I don't that, think that's that's the... Anyway, because mm. Holland just came out today and said that he's not spoke to his agent in over a month, so that tells you it all. And he's got mm. a three-year contract at Dortmund, um, and he's happy. So I don't think that will be happening this window anyway. Yeah. But um, I don't know. There's a few clubs out there that I think need a striker. Mm-hmm. Um, that shit could play for that, mm-hmm. that are better than West Ham anyway. Yeah, yeah, definitely the case. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, we'll move on to, to the next one. Um, go back to you, Theo. England, comfortable 4 0 win over Ukraine. I, I, I gave up watching after 3 0 because I knew the result um, was going to be going England's way. And I thought, yeah, it's, it's not really a competition, really, at, this, at, at that stage. Oh, boo hoo. Um... Yeah, England, England. It was it was straightforward. Ukraine offered nothing. Yeah. It was an easy game. Um, England didn't really gain much from it, other than a bit of momentum. Mm-hmm. And yeah, controlled the game from start to finish. The early goal from Maguire in the second half finished it. Yeah, that was um, good. Header. And that was it. Good yeah, header. good good header. It was it was good. I think um, I was impressed with Jaden Sancho mm-hmm. uh, in in that game. I yeah. thought I thought the move we put together for Kane's heading got headed goal mm-hmm. was beautiful, but. I can't really say much because yeah. it was easy. Do you, do you think I'll, I'll before 
we move on to the next stage, do you think that Jaden Sancho should have started the next game? Um, or do you think that with this performance, do you think that he really de- he, he deserves to start? Because like, I think if you put in a good performance, even though you've not played much of the tournament, I think it just showed that he, he was a very good player and probably should have started. Sancho should have started every game in the tournament. He should have been he should have been the first attacker um, on the team sheet mm-hmm. beside Kane. Yeah, yeah, definitely the case. Um, Ronan, what what did you make of this game? Did you like like me stop watching, or did you just did you bear through it? Uh, I don't even know if I actually watched it because I just oh, right. knew that they, I knew they were going to win. Mm-hmm. Like there was because I like like I know our opinions are different about Ukraine, but mm-hmm. I just I can't watch Ukraine. I just think they're they're so poor sometimes. Uh, they don't really have much. I, I feel Ukraine don't have much of a an ambition. Mm. I think they're just there because they're there. Um, to reach quarterfinals, though, for, for for a country of their size and, and and quality levels, I don't think it's actually that bad. I think it just shows you. It shows you. No, they're, they're not well to shows, get to where they were. Quarterfinals yeah. is brilliant for Ukraine. Yeah. Where I thought they'd, they'd be, but mm-hmm. I think they were lucky to get to where they got to throughout the tournament. Um, but no, uh, I think uh, there's nothing much to say. It was just yeah. a 4-0 yeah. thumping. They didn't give them, like, offer anything. Yeah, so, yeah, very very comfortable for England indeed. Uh, we'll, we'll move on to the semi-finals, boys. Um, rapidly getting through this as, as quick as we can. Um, the, the game, Italy versus Spain, 1-1, but went to 4-2 in penalties to Italy. Um, I think it shows, again, I think two decent defences. Um, not a lot of chances, but yeah, um, I think it shows you that both teams are, are, are decent sides uh, defensively, maybe lack a wee bit up front. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it was an interesting one. The, Theo, what do you, did you make of this game? It was a fantastic game of football. It was end-to-end. It was brilliant. Um, I, I thought two players stood out. Federico Chiesa player of the tournament for me um, and Pedri I thought Pedri was I've not seen a performance that good in midfield to be honest my whole life I think he is I think he's world class already I think I can't I can't stop talking about him I think he's great mm. um, I can't stop thinking about him though that would be a bit weird if I mm. if I didn't um, but again Morata was the game was decided by Morata and I love the guy I thought the goal he scored and that move with Danny Olmo who was yeah. also sensational that was brilliant. And then his penalty miss as well. But the Italians are just clinical when it comes to penalties, mm-hmm. um, as we know. Um, but I thought Spain, Luis Enrique, I, I really think Spain can can really hold their heads high. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a brilliant performance. Yeah. They, they, they're unfortunate not to go through before penalties because looking at the stats, 16 shots, five on target. It's not, not many on target, but the possession, it was all in Spain's favour, 71%, 900 passes to uh, Italy's only like just under 400 um, I think it shows a lot that Spain do control games really well it's actually in the final third that they maybe lack a wee bit um, not of quality I would say just just clinicalness uh, to them I think they need to be a bit more clinical um, I think Avaro Marata's goal was a fantastic finish but do I think that there is they, they probably need a better attack to a degree, yes, I think they do. Um, I think Murat is a decent striker, but he isn't a he, he's not a goal scorer that goes and gets a whole load of goals. I think he would play better as a almost as a two up top with someone. I think Almo he, he did link up with Almo now and again, but 
I think they need something else personally. Ronan, would, would you say that they need someone alongside Monata, uh, a, a, another kind of striker in there? I think Gerard Moreno's their best striker. Mm. Um, I'd say Moreno and Morata are both good strikers, but mm-hmm. they don't have that world-class yeah. striker. No, no David Veer, no Torres. No, like used to... no, nobody like that. I thought Danny Olmo was the best player on the park against uh, in this match. Um, I thought he played absolutely brilliant. He's one that's going to really step up for Spain and I think he'll get a big move as well mm-hmm. at some point. Maybe he'll do another season with Leipzig and then get a big move because mm-hmm. he's he's a brilliant player. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. Chiesa's finish was fantastic but I think the... I think Spain's problem I, I think I don't think their attack is a problem I think their defence is a problem and their goalkeepers are a problem mm. I, I know they've got Laporte who's just came in and he's world class but he's, he's he came in What I mean he got announced as a Spain player about a week before the tournament started so mm. he's not had time to bed into the team and know what Luis Enrique wants um, but I think their goalkeeper let them down a lot I'm not saying Unai Simon isn't a good goalkeeper, but I think mm. in this tournament particularly he did. And uh, I just think that people like Jordi Alba are finished, uh, Ashley mm-hmm. Quetta are finished. Um, I just think they need to get a better defence. Their centre-backs are good, Paul Torres, mm-hmm. Laporte, Eric Garcia, but I think they need... Mm. I thought the defence was quite poor. Uh, yeah. I think that's what, that's what let them down. Mm-hmm. The whole tournament, really. They conceded a lot of goals this tournament. Mm-hmm. They conceded mm-hmm. a lot of goals. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's all it was. And I just think, although Spain were the better team on the night, mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion, Italy's defence are just yeah. so, so solid that mm-hmm. it's so hard to break down. But what I will say is, uh, just before we, we finish up on this game, is Murat is a good striker, but he never shows up in the big moments. And mm. that's his problem. He bottles it whenever it comes to big moments, like or big games even. He, and he'll score you. I, I feel like Murat is like Lukaku. Lukaku mm. is a good player and he'll score lots of goals, but when it comes to the big games and the big moments, he doesn't. Mm. He, he bottles it. And also, uh, Jorginho, his, I've got to say, his uh, to step up as the fifth taker to win the match, to go into the final of the Euros, to yeah. step up and take a penalty as cool as that, I think that that's the, one of the coolest penalties I've ever seen. Yeah, mm, I would I would say Pirlo's Penenka is probably the better. Oh best no, one. of course. Yeah, I, I, when I thought about Jorginho's penalty, I thought, yeah, yeah Pirlo's was better. But and I mean, in that moment, yeah. the penalty to take you to a final of a major yeah. tournament, it, it that's... Was... That's, that yeah. takes a lot of guts to do that. I think Theo disagrees with that because I think you've said before that Jorginho waits the last minute for the goalkeeper to move and Unai Simon shouldn't have moved so early yeah, uh, for, for, for that penalty. I, I, I mean, to be honest, he misses a lot. Jorginho for his, takes a lot of penalties, obviously, mm-hmm. but he, he misses quite a few. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the goalkeepers who save his penalties, it's mm-hmm. because they wait for him to make the move first. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, a, it was a decent penalty. Just talking on Jorginho, changing the subject a little, I think the, the, the talk of him uh, up there for Ballon d'Or is, is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. I think he's a passenger in the Chelsea team. Mm-hmm. I thought he stood out for Italy because the other two around him were not very good. 
Verratti mm. was rubbish and and uh, Barella was average. Um, I, 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 yeah, I, I'm disgusted. To be yeah, honest, that's what I'll say. I, I think he's an average player. Yeah, he really shouldn't be up for Ballon d'Or. That's that's just mental. You put, you're what, telling me that you're telling me Messi single-handedly dragged Argentina. Yeah, to the uh, Copa, Copa no. America. Yeah, okay. Martinez did great in goal, but Jorginho, what he did a couple of nice passes and mm-hmm. scored a penalty. To be fair, I I don't think he should get Ballon d'Or, but I do think he deserves a mention this year. He's won the Champions League. He's won mm-hmm. the Euros. Yeah, and I don't like. I just think I think Jorginho is is a world class player. I just mm-hmm. think that he gets shadowed by Kante. In the in the Chelsea squad, and I think Canty's Canty's world class, but I just think that Jorginho doesn't get any credit because everyone talks about Canty. I think Jorginho does a lot for Chelsea, but he just doesn't get the the credit because mm. the other players are around. But Canty has Canty has been injured quite a lot this season, Ronan. Or was it was it this season? Think, or last season? It was like just in general. Last, just in general, in has. general, last couple of seasons he's been injured quite a lot. So I I think. I think he's a I think he's a brilliant player. I just don't think mm. he gets enough credit because he's doing the he's doing the simple stuff mm. and that's all players ever asked to do. Maybe, maybe that's the case. Um, well, we'll move we'll move on. One actually, quick shout out to Pedri. I think he's fantastic. Um, really excited him in this in the Spain team, and I think he's got a bright future. And yeah, Barcelona obviously in financial turmoil at the moment. So yeah, if you can pick up Pedri, um, I know that. It's a long shot in Barcelona. Won't want to sell, but if you can pick him up for a decent fee, then yeah, go and do that because top player, top player indeed. Moving on to the next game, England versus Denmark. Um, Theo, your opinions of this game? Do you think that obviously that Damsgaard free kick, fantastic? It was what a finish. Um, but yeah, England done what they needed to. The there was the was it an own goal in the end for the first goal. Um, but Saka's move, I thought that was great. Really good ball in. Um, and yeah, England, England finished off the job in the end in, in extra time. Yeah, deserved winners. Deserved winners. We, we were, I, I think we were the better team. Mm-hmm. Schmeichel really did keep Denmark in it. I thought Schmeichel, uh, one of the saves from Maguire was was incredible. The Sterling mm-hmm. one in the first half was was right at him. So he didn't he didn't know much about mm-hmm. him. But Schmeichel was, was absolutely brilliant. Um, Denmark played really well. I don't think they could have played any better. I think they gave everything... Mm. Um, just, I, I think Denmark's coach shot shot himself in the foot. He, he took Damsgaard off after sixty minutes. Yeah. Second, he did that. I thought, what the heck's going on? But um, mm. brilliant free kick. I thought we we responded well. Um, we weren't great second half. Neither were Denmark. And then obviously we we stole it in the end with the penalty. But but taking out the penalty, we we had so many chances to win the game. So many chances in normal time, um, but but Schmeichel was fantastic. I think overall it was the fair result, um, but I, I do think that um, we performed yeah. meh. Mm-hmm. Theo, I'll get your opinion first on, on the penalty, and then I'll go to Ronan's opinion on it, because there was a lot of errors refereeing-wise um, in, in that area, um, and, and this isn't to England's fault. And, well, to a degree, do you think that it was a penalty, firstly? I just would like to first of all say that the Damsgaard free kick was not a free kick as well. Um, you can have a look at it as well. It's a clear penalty. Yeah, it's a clear penalty. There has been a lot of talk about it. Initially, when I watched it, I said penalty. Mm-hmm. When I watched it in the replay, I said, that's soft. That's soft. And I can understand why he's given it. 
But at the same time, I do feel a bit fortunate. Yeah, you have but seen I, I, saw, I saw a video on Twitter. Obviously, I shouted penalty at the start because, you know, I, I wanted a penalty. You, you're gonna, you're <laughs> who, gonna. who doesn't? You know, yeah. when you see it happen, you go penalty. And when you zoom in, I was a bit dubious. But I did see a video on Twitter that Kevin Doyle, um, the ex-Wolves striker, um, <laughs> Good old posted Kevin on Doyle. Twitter. <laughs> and the angle from it, the angle from it and everything shows why it was given and why it's a clear penalty mm. as well. But I'm not denying that it's not the most clear cut. <laughs> and also to win like that with the controversy is yeah. not the real way that we yeah. wanted to win. Yeah. However... Yeah. That being said, we, we've, we've suffered a lot of misfortune. You think of the Lampard goal, you yeah, think of true. a lot of the red cards. Yeah. So it was kind of about time. Yeah. But obviously, I know what you guys are going to say, but yeah. it, it, I'm not going to sit here and say it was a stonewall penalty, mm-hmm. but I think it was enough to be given. Yeah, I think I, I can see it being given either way. Um, I think the ref should have had a, had a look at VAR at, at the screen himself because um, it is it's... It's, Did he not? There, there's no. I think VAR oh. said it wasn't enough for him to go and look. Um, and I think, I think that's probably because he was adamant about it, though, wasn't he? Mm. The ref was probably like, "That's a definite penalty." Yeah. And VAR were like, "Yeah, I, there's not too much I, to check." I, I can understand going with the ref's original decision. I can understand mm-hmm. that, but I think he should go and look at it as well to 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 firm up in his own mind as the referee to be confident in his own in his own judgment. Um, personally, that's what I think. Parts before, though, um, Ronan, I'll go to you. Firstly, there was a second ball on the pitch um, at the time before the penalty was given. There was a second ball on the pitch. Um, play should be stopped um, is, is what should happen. Do you think that these mistakes, along with the, the light in Schmeichel's face as well, um, VAR should be picking these things up as well? 100%. Listen, see if the ball got thrown right and it, it was on the pitch, but it was at the other side of the pitch, or if it was further away from the, the ball that was in play. Mm-hmm. Fair enough, like that, that it doesn't interfere with the play, but the ball was so close to the other ball yeah. that you don't know if the De- the Denmark defenders thinking it's the other ball because they're both moving at the same time. Yeah. So I think that yeah, I don't understand that. The light that is just appalling. That's just mm-hmm. appalling. England have got the cheek to say that they've been cheated. I'm not talking about England national team. Get nothing against the team. Nothing against Gareth Southgate. They're all good players. Gareth Southgate seems like a very genuine, nice guy, and he always gives his opposition their place. And I have nothing against any of them, but the fans have got the cheek to say that they're always cheated, mm-hmm. but they cheat themselves. They're hypocrites. I just don't understand that. That that's just so unprofessional, in yeah. my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I, I just don't. I don't like it at all. And in yeah. terms of the penalty, yeah. I don't think it's a penalty. Yeah. And I'm doing this the best I can without being biased. Yeah. Yeah. But I just think, I, I think Sterling, I think Sterling is a cheat. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just saying because he plays for England. Like he's a cheat with Man City. It goes mm-hmm. down so easily. He, does, he, he does all down. the time. I, I agree with all that. the time. Mm-hmm. It's the same with Harry Kane. Harry Kane's the same. He plays for free kicks mm-hmm. all the time. That's his the way he plays. Mm-hmm. And I just think that they just go down too easily. Now I understand if you don't go down, it's it, you're not getting a penalty, mm. but it was just not enough contact for me yeah. for him to go down. Mm-hmm. Understandable. No, I, I think I, just, I, just just sorry, just going back to the, the light incident. Yeah. Look, I completely agree that should not be happening in football at all. But just a couple of things: one action of a fan, you you, you can't tar the 
all the fans with that. That is one. That is okay. one fan. It's like, for example, a Celtic Rangers game. If one fan decides to do a sectarian chant, mm. that shouldn't reflect on the rest of the fans. That's that fan's uneducatedness who's doing mm. it. But also, if you look at it, I know it's no excuse. Yes, the ball. I'm talking about the penalty here. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 incident. If a ball was on the pitch, the game should have been stopped. Completely agree with you. But at the end of the day, the light didn't affect anyone. The light affected Harry Kane more than anything because that was the worst penalty I've ever seen. Yeah, it was a bad penalty. But um, but yeah, look, I I completely agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, Sterling is a cheat. Harry Kane plays to win fouls. However. I think every player does that. I mm. think every attacker, I do not know one attacker who's honest and stays on his feet. Yeah. For example, James Forrest. I think James Forrest is a cracking winger, but I think he goes to ground too easily as well. Mm-hmm. And well, I, you look I, at in you look every at team, team, in every team, in every team, every team has a player who goes to ground too easily. Ch- Ch- Chiro Mobley. Um, I yeah. think we've all seen the meme of him against Belgium. Um, after Insigne. I mean that that's shocking. That is that is shocking. But what annoys me about Sterling is he does it. He does it five, six times a game. And that's what annoys me. Yeah. And it's like, he's got a reputation of doing it, yet referees still continue to give him fills. He goes down like he's shot all the time. And I don't understand it. And then he, it's, it's it's more the fact that he looks up afterwards. Aye. He's like, he's, yeah, like, he he's not actually injured. He's then going, like, looking away. I, I, I did it on the screen. Like, it's, he's just looking to the ref. It's looking more for the it. fact I, that I, he's I got think. the cheek. He's got the cheek. It, it's his face when he's down, right? Mm. He's barely... He's barely been touched. Mm-hmm. And then when the referee doesn't give a fill, he's mm-hmm. looking at him as if, are you yeah. for real? But mm-hmm. you've went down, mate. You've dived. What do you expect? Mm-hmm. If anything, see whenever he doesn't Oh, he's gone down fill, really softly, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. whenever he doesn't get his fill, that's when the referee should be out booking the player for diving. Yeah. And that that never happens. But just quickly, like because it doesn't matter. They, they, they went through, and I agree with you, England were the better team and deserved to win. But mm-hmm. the, the whole thing with uh, the penalty and VAR I hate the fact that these referees are waiting to to hear right see, see it takes it's quite it takes longer for them to listen and get confirmation from the guy who's sitting watching it see whilst you're waiting that two or three minutes you may as well just go up and look at the screen yourself and make a decision yourself uh, don't yeah. understand that at all you're taking the control of the game out of the referee's hands mm-hmm. when the referee is in charge yeah. and I just I can't stand this waiting about in this far. The, the, far is a good thing, but mm-hmm. they're using it wrong, and it, mm-hmm. it's just doing my head in. I'm I'm sick of it. Var should have well the the ball the referee should spot the referee should spot the ball and the second ball on play. That's the referee's job. Var should spot the light though. They they took how how that gate came out after the game is is beyond me. We've got this technology in place, and it should be catching it much quicker. Yes, like it might not catch it. It might be after the penalty, and it's it's unfortunate if it is, but it should be caught much quicker um, by VAR, and it should have been an it should have almost been announced to a degree because it, it was that bad. We'll go into a bit about. Uh, I'd like to get your opinion after the after the final. We'll talk about the final, but we'll talk about like Stewarden and stuff because at the mo- it, there was a lot that came out about um, the Stewarden and fans breaking in, and I'll get your opinions on that, boys. Um, but. Obviously, it comes into in, in regards of what fans take into grounds in terms of uh, lights and, and and things. I think it really needs to be focused on uh, to a degree to, to be really looked at and improved. Um, but we'll look at the final um, as 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 the game itself. Um, so going on to the final, 
one one went to pen went to extra time went to penalties. Um, Theo, again, I'll I'll get your opinion on the actual game first, and then we'll talk about penalties. But on the actual game itself, England's brilliant start. Luke Shaw, fantastic goal, really good play. Hurricane very involved in that goal. Um, fantastic finish by Luke Shaw. But do you think that you took your foot off the gas too quickly after three minutes? Yeah, it, it's this is all on Gareth Southgate. It, it, how many times? Have I? Have we all said this that proactive managers win games, not reactive managers? Italy were second best in the first half. Second best. England were fantastic. That was a brilliant performance, and it was great. That the early goal, it, it, in um, hindsight, it killed us. But you know, it was great. Great to score in a final. Um, that absolutely, it only killed you by a manager that didn't know. Yeah, but what happened exactly? What happened was Mancini changed it. He changed it in the second half. He was quick to change it. And the goal was always coming. And Italy was so comfortable um, in the second half. Southgate was was scared. He was scared to take off Kane, who, who hadn't done anything. He was scared to to change it. And um, the, the thing that killed it for me was, was the substitutions of mm. uh, Rashford and Sancho in the 120th minute. Mm. I mean, why not bring them on at the start of extra time? Why? Yeah. Why? Why do that? But look... We we England lost the final. It was ours to lose. Um, we should have done a bit better. But you have to say that's the difference between Mancini, who's a proper football manager, mm-hmm. and and Southgate, who's mm-hmm. a bit out of his depth. But yeah, not to be. Yeah, I, th- I think it says a lot um, about Gareth Southgate. He's, I don't know if he's really a winner. Um, and I think obviously looking back, even at his um, club career previously, he was never a fantastic manager. Um, I think his his personality is good to a degree with the squad, but to actually go and win something, I'm not sure if that's the case. Ronan, do you think that's the case? Do you think that Gareth Southgate is not out of his depth, but isn't really going to take the squad to the to the next level in in winning tournaments? I don't want to say it, but I think he will. Like, I, I don't think you can say that because I mean, the progress England have made under him mm. has been huge. So. I, I think he's got. I think he's got a chance of winning the World Cup next season. Um, I just. I don't. I don't know. In terms of the match, after the goal, I just think that Italy were the, the better team. After the first sort of 10, 15 minutes, mm. Italy, Italy didn't panic when they went one 0 down two minutes mm. into the game. They they stuck to their game plan, and. Uh, they did what they had to do. They've got the experience. I just, I just think the England squad are young. I think that's all it is. I think now that they've had the experience of getting to a semi-final and getting knocked out, getting to a final and losing, it only makes them stronger. And I mm. think that they will. I think they will. Uh, they've got a good chance of winning the World Cup next season or winning the Euros in mm. three years' time or two years' time, whenever it will be. Mm. Four, sorry, four. And then, uh, yeah, I, I think Southgate deserves to be in charge for the next two tournaments. Mm-hmm. So the, um, I don't think... I get what you're saying. I get what you're both saying, that he's... Maybe he's not a winner, but he's no... I, I don't know. I just think that he, he deserves it uh, mm-hmm. after everything that... Everything yeah. that he's... he's the, how far he's taken the squad from mm-hmm. Roy Hodgson. Yeah. And manager before that, I do think mm-hmm. that he deserves it. 
Yeah, he probably does. He deserves to stay in his job. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to stay in his job, but I just don't see them winning anything under Gareth Southgate. I, I just don't. I'm sorry. I, I don't see what Gareth what? Southgate taking them that far. I don't. What I don't understand is I, I agree. Some some of these substitutions were strange. Mm-hmm. Um, are we talking about penalties yet? Are you holding um, off? We'll we'll hold off on penalties to a degree. I, I want to get Theo's opinion on Mason Mount um, because I thought he stayed on far too long. Um, again, didn't change Mason Mount. Played him out of position as well in the final. Played him as like almost as a right mid, right wing, um, which I just I, it bewilders me. Um, it really does. Um, Saka he brought on. I felt Saka for Trippier kind of made sense, but it was straight after the goal. It was a reactive decision, as you said. It, it, I don't think it was a proactive decision. Um, and I felt taking Jordan, bringing Jordan Henderson on, and then bringing him off just made zero sense. It was just delusional. Uh, Mason Mount had played 68 games that season. Yeah. He was dead. Again, it's player power. That's what it is. Mm. He doesn't want to take Mason Mount off. Mount shouldn't have stopped. To be honest, Mount was our worst player all tournament. Mm-hmm. And that was because he was shattered. Um, mm. He shouldn't have started the game. He shouldn't have started the, the semis as well. Um, he was a liability. Saka mm. came on. I think he looked a bit overawed. Mm. First 10 minutes, I don't think he really understood. Henderson wasn't a bad decision. He just played really poor when he mm. came on. Henderson, yeah. it made sense. Just for me, you know, you've got the biggest irritating thing in the whole tournament was the lack of um, game time Dominic Calvert-Lewin got. You've got a striker on there who was offering something different mm-hmm. and he didn't bring him on. He didn't even bring him on for the penalties. I'd, this I'd, is the, a guy who I'd, scores penalties. Mm-hmm. I'd, as well as earlier, you said about taking Kane off and not taking risks. You don't take Kane off because of penalties. Um, well, and... you, you don't, but if you want to win the game when the guy's yeah. doing nothing. Mm-hmm. The problem for England is, yeah. right, and, and again, this is just my personal mm-hmm. opinion. Harry Kane scored four goals for us in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. He did his job. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the games and the performances, it's almost like having no striker up front mm-hmm. because yeah. Kane drops so deep mm-hmm. that it's like not having a striker. And we really did mm-hmm. suffer against Italy because... The problem with the Italians, the one weakness is their defence in the mm-hmm. sense that it's got no pace. Mm-hmm. So especially with Spinozola being out, yeah. the Spanish put balls in behind and they killed them. We didn't yeah. do that once. We didn't mix it up. It was predictable. Yeah. The subs were predictable. I mean, yeah. Grealish came on with too late. Yeah. I just, I can't. Yeah, 99. How Grealish didn't get more game time than what he did, yeah. I'll never understand. No, he, no, no. He, he... In my opinion, he should have been starting most games. Honestly, like I don't understand it. Um, no, like he and I think Grealish is a frightening player, mm-hmm. and he should have been on much sooner than the ninety ninth minute mm-hmm. and extra time. He should have been on at the same time Saka came on. Mm. Yeah, yeah, almost. Almost yeah, yeah. yeah. Mount, Mount was offering Mount was offering very little throughout the game, and then, uh, he should have came off much. Uh, much. Listen, Mason Mount deserved to be there, deserved to be playing because of the season. Yeah. He's, mm-hmm. he, he's, I think he was, Definitely. I think he was one of England's best players mm-hmm. um, of the season. But yeah, yeah. I, I agree. With you. I think he was just just shattered. Yeah, he's been playing so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would like to as well, Theo. I'll get your opinion on the two substitutions at the end as well and and the poor decision of Southgate bringing Sancho and Rashford on just for penalties. Um, in my opinion, that's a, a it's a horrible mistake. 
not giving them enough time to warm up their legs and, and really get a bit of time in, in the game. Um, in my opinion, the best option here, do you know what would have been the best option? I don't know why he didn't try this. Putting Saka to left back, taking off Shaw and then bringing on one of these two to play, to play at right wing. Sancho more than likely to play at right wing. Um, I thought that would have been a good move, probably at the 110th minute or 115th minute, even even for 15 minutes. Give these players a bit of a run out because to step up for a penalty is your almost almost as your first kick of the game is is criminal, really, isn't it? It's ridiculous, mate. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's just that it, it, there's two things that you don't do in football. You don't make a substitution before a corner, mm-hmm. and you don't bring a player on with a second to go and go. Yeah, take a penalty. It's dumb. I, I mean. I'd like to talk about the penalties one by one. Yep. I think mm-hmm. the election yep. was was horrendous, um, but mm-hmm. I won't jump the gun. I'll yep. let you uh, yep. let you orchestrate yep. that one. We'll, we'll jump into penalties in a second. I, ju- I just want to give our due, due diligence to, to the Italians. I thought they were solid to get back into the game. Leonardo Bonucci leading from the front to a degree, uh, scoring that goal. Um, but Leonardo Bonucci, Giorgio Chiellini, we've, we've given them so much praise this tournament for both defensively, but it just shows that they're a threat in both boxes um, from corners, from, from dangerous situations. Um, I thought their attack was quite poor, apart from Federico Chiesa. Immobile is just, he, he didn't really turn up this tournament, did he, Ronan, uh, this tournament. And Signe, he turned, he turned up in the other games, but not in the final, did he? No, Immobile is the type of player he likes time on the ball. Mm-hmm. So if there's people constantly at his at his on his back or at his right on him the second he receives it, Immobile's always going to struggle. Mm-hmm. Um and Singy and one of these players, he's hot and cold for me. I think he's a fantastic mm-hmm. player, but he'll have one he'll have one good game and then three bad games. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, um Chiesa player of tournament for me he is, he produces he could put 89 minutes mm-hmm. and not do a thing and then in that last minute in the 90th minute will produce a moment of magic and he's su- I just think he's such an exciting player on the ball he's so quick um, I think he's a, a brilliant player and I think he's the reason although he didn't do it in the final and he got mm-hmm. injured in the final I think he's the reason Italy won mm-hmm. the Euros uh, he showed up a lot Um mm-hmm. Yeah, the Italians for me are like, I mean, I said that I, I predicted the Italians to win mm. um, at, the, at the predictions. I think they're just a solid team. I always thought they would win because most international managers are average managers, whereas Italy had a world-class manager in Roberto yeah. Mancini. And I think that made the difference as well. Um, Roberto Mancini's a winner. He's done it time and time again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just the togetherness that the Italians had um mm. So passionate, uh, they don't. They didn't have a team full of superstars, but they had a togetherness that can't be broken. And I just think that overall, they deserved to win. They were the best team in the tournament, in my opinion. And yeah, uh, yeah uh, Forza Italia. Mm. I'd love to see Roberto Mancini back in club management. I loved him. I thought he was great at City. I thought he was a great manager and obviously got them that first title. Um, and I think he's been quite unfortunate not to be given as much praise as he as he has. But he obviously got this job and he's done fantastic with him. The only the only gripe I would have about uh, Mancini to a degree, I thought Locatelli deserved much more game time after the, the group stages. Theo, we were talking about it. He was unfortunate not to get more after the, the great group stages he had. Um, I, I think Marco Verratti was fortunate to really feature as much as he did. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
it was, Italy's midfield was a problem all tournament. Um, mm. I, I, Verratti didn't really offer much, to be honest. Mm. Um, neither did Nico Barella. Um, mm. But look, they won. So I guess, yeah. you can't I guess overall. But yeah, I just would like to say 100% Italians were the best team in the tournament by a country mile. Mm-hmm. Their group stage performances were, were breathtaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the way that they performed as well in the knockout stages, the teams they beat, for Chiesa was unbelievable what a performance he mm-hmm. was. And and yeah, fair play, to, fair play to Italy. They did deserve it. Obviously, I'm gutted that they won it. Yeah. But they deserved it. They, they were the better yeah. team in the final as well. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll go through we'll go through the each penalty individually, but I would like to give a, a thank you to to Giorgio Chiellini as well for almost strangling Bakaya Saka. Not because it, he was probably going to go score and go, go on through and score, um, but thank you for giving us the many memes that has been created because that is top top stuff right there. Um, but we'll go on to each individual penalty. Um, Theo, we'll step up first. We'll step up with uh, Harry Kane. Bangs it in. Very good penalty. Um, yeah, it, it shows that he is a clinical finisher, even under pressure. Yeah, but he shouldn't have been number one. Mm. Shouldn't I mean, have took the first penalty. It, it, it's it's selfish. In my opinion, that is not yeah, the sign I, of a captain. I 100% agree with you. Do you your best, best penalty taker should be number five. Yeah, That's mm. the pressure penalty. That's why Jorginho was there. Yeah, but then and what about if it doesn't get to number five? That's the question. It, that's the risk you take. That's the risk you take. Yeah, Harry Kane, go, you go third or you go fifth. Yeah, definitely. Harry I think Kane you go for, I think you not go have been Harry Kane going first is a striker who cares more about what he looks like than yeah. the team, mm-hmm. and it's 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 obvious. Mm-hmm. I, I think you go fourth as a as a top striker personally. Anywhere but first, mate. Anywhere yeah, but anywhere but first. But first. Anywhere but se- first and second. Anywhere but first and second. Um, yeah, I thought that. Yeah, probably was a mistake to 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 go first. Um, I do think a good a good penalty taker needs to go first to get off a good start, but. Yeah. Maybe not your best one, um, nope. and and that's really up for Ronaldo. Debate. Ronaldo goes fifth, no mm-hmm. matter where where he plays. Ronaldo with Real Madrid was always the fifth penalty taker. With Portugal, he's always the fifth penalty taker because, like Theo says, that's the pressure penalty. You're the captain. You are the one that leads the team out there. You're the one that needs to take the the pressure and show up for your team. Harry Kane, in my opinion, in that moment was a coward. Do you know, the fact that you agree with that, that that not many people think of shows you have a high IQ when it comes to football intelligence. So, massive respect, bro. <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. Anyway, we'll move on to the first penalty um, for Italy. Um, and it was... Domenico Berardi. Domenico Berardi. Actually, he took the took the first penalty in total I, I, I forgot was it because yeah. it went earlier yeah. then Italian started apologies yeah. about that so Italian started um, and he did convert the penalty um, yeah it was it was a decent finish um, from Bernardi um, yeah it, it got them off to a good start um, uh, just a wee side point yeah. I can't believe I know we've already started penalties but see both the semi-final and the final I cannot believe how calm Chiellini was in the build up to the penalties <laughs> honestly mm-hmm. I thought it was hilarious see what like the way he was just hugging people and just smiling before they were about to take penalty shootouts. And he's been, the two he's been there before, shootouts. though. He has been there before, so he's probably... I know, but like, it's mad. But anyway, yeah, sorry. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Because on to the second penalty for Italy, Andrea Bellotti misses the penalty. Um, Theo, at that point in time, did you think you were going to win it? Or were you still 
nervous as anything. No, of course I didn't think we were going to win it. I thought I thought brilliant, well done, Pickford. I thought it was a poor penalty from Balot. Yeah, he's penalty. the penalty taker. And I was like, what was going on there? Mm-hmm. Um, brilliant from Pickford. But I still thought it's the heck of a long way to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely. And then Hannah Maguire stepped up and banged it in. I don't think anyone really expected that kind of penalty from someone like Slabhead. Um, Ronan, going to you first, like for a centre-back to ping it top bins as well. It's, it's It was an immaculate penalty, wasn't it? Maguire's penalty was the best penalty in the whole shootout. Mm-hmm. It, it was, it was um, even if, like, I, I don't understand why he was second as well. Mm-hmm. Um I think he should have been one of the ones to have been mm-hmm. the latter stages as well. Uh, yeah. But no, I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. I still thought he'd score, but mm-hmm. I didn't think it would be as good a penalty as it was. That was the best penalty in the whole shootout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And Theo, at that point as well, you were saying that you didn't feel it like after Belotti missed. But after that, you must have thought, this is this is if penalties are like that, from a centre-back especially, it, it, shows, it shows a lot of like technique to to be pinging the top bins as well I, I think it shows shows a lot from a centre back would you not it's one of the best penalties I've seen in a, in a long time it was, it was brilliant from Maguire who I must admit I thought he was credit when credit's due I thought he was fantastic the whole tournament that he yeah. played mm-hmm. um, but as an England fan you know we don't win penalty shootouts mm. until we, we scored the winning penalty or, or saved the, the, the winning penalty mm. it was it was my heart rate was still still through the roof yeah, true, true. And then we go to Italy's next penalty, Leonardo Bonucci. Unfortunate from Jordan Pickford dives the right way, um, but it was a it was a clinical penalty. You would, if if you'd saved that, it would have been an amazing save. It would have been an incredible save. Um, but um, just puts it over Jordan Pickford uh, towards his right hand side. Um, I I think yeah, it, it was a good penalty by by Bonucci. But then we go to one of the substitutes made by Gareth Southgate, Marcus Rashford, hits the post. Theo, at this moment in time, I think it was a poor penalty. You should be sticking your foot through it, but coming on in the 120th minute, what are you expecting? I think Gareth Southgate has to take a lot of responsibility there. It's unforgivable for me. It's unforgivable. That is the That one was the one. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's a confident boy. He backs himself. He takes lots and lots. That PSG of penalty as well. Yeah, you think he can't you, in a penalty shootout? Mm-hmm. I say if you if your penalty gets saved, mm-hmm. fair enough. Mm-hmm. If you miss the target, I don't even think it. I think it clipped. The, I don't even think it clipped the post. I think he. I think he just missed. I think you know, it did, people, not, did it not? I thought he clipped the post. Regardless, if you hit the post, it's not on target. Mm-hmm. People were saying, well, you know, he does the keep with the eyes, and he's so unlucky because if he puts it, if he obviously hits it on target it's a world-class penalty but he missed it and he said when he walked up I I read what he was saying in his interview he said when he walked up something didn't feel quite right and I'm thinking to myself hold on a second you've taken so many penalties you should be putting that away but that is the game changer for us that that really turned the tie and Mm -hmm. it's disappointing for him for a player who in my opinion shouldn't have even been picked in the squad Mm. for the tournament yeah yeah and yeah, at that point, obviously, uh, it's two, two, two on penalties, um, so it's it's all tied up. But he deserved think, him after how long he took to take the penalty. He deserved yeah, yeah. him mm-hmm, definitely. It, it was a slow run up. You should just be sticking your foot through it like Harry Maguire. Too cocky. His penalty was far too cocky for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, we we'll look at the next one, uh, Federico Bernadeschi. Um, I was, I was. Not confident on Bernadeschi, but he put it in the middle, which was 
the keeper usually does dive, so it was it was actually almost a clever penalty to a degree. But if he if the keeper stays, you're looking like an absolute donut. Um, so he 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 was fortunate. Jordan Pickford did move, um, and a very fortunate penalty in my opinion. But it was good enough that he he he, he was able to score. So it was what he needed. Um, moving on to the next one, another substitution. Jaden Sancho steps up. It's a good height for Donnarumma for a good for. A, for a class goalkeeper, it's an easy save, isn't it, Theo? Yeah, it's, it's a straightforward penalty save. Why we're trying to put it in the corner when if Donnarumma guesses at the right side, it, it, he saves it, I'll never know. Mm. Um, there was no uh, deception in the penalty. It was readable. Mm. Um, and it was poor from a player who, again, a, a player who backs himself and, and mm. thinks he's a good player. Uh, it was a poor penalty. And, mm. I, you know... I, as much as I'm, I'm criticising the penalties, I think the penalties Jordan Pickford saved, which we'll go on to, mm. I think they were great saves. I think Donnarumma's were just standard saves and that that irritates me because they were poor pens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, again, though, do you, do you put that at the feet of Southgate for, for bringing them on so late? Um, or do you think that likes a good Jack Grealish, uh, Raheem Sterling, who was still on the pitch, do you think they should be stepping up? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely 100%. Sterling chickens out, no question about it. Sterling's thinking to himself, you know what, about a cracking tournament, the press are going to leave me alone. I'm not taking a penalty. And Jack Grealish, he said, he said that he came out and said, I want to take one. Now, two things. First of all, Southgate said he picked the players who have been performing in pen- in training very well and scoring the pens in training. First of all, that's ridiculous if you, if you do that because you're in front of no one. Second of all, there's a difference between asking, I'd like to take a penalty. Telling. And there's a difference between going to the coach and saying, Gareth, let me take a penalty. This is my moment. I feel confident. Put me on the penalty list. I don't believe uh, Jack Grealish did either of them. Mm-hmm. I believe he put his hand in and went, yeah, I'll take one. Mm-hmm. And that was it. So the leaders did not step forward in the in the moment. And we're going to go on to him in a minute. It's such such a shame letting the young lad take that last penalty. Yeah, yeah Such but- a shame. Should never happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should, we'll, we'll go into that in a second. Um, but yeah, it, it was after that, another missed penalty for England. Um, and then obviously after that, we see Jorginho um, miss a penalty. Um, and it was to win it. Um, Ronan, would you say that this miss um, at that time, do you think that England really had, had it up for themselves if they didn't obviously pick the next guy we'll go and speak about? But that, that save, it was a good save from Jordan Pickford. He's, he's got a lot of critics this season, Jordan Pickford, but I think he deserves a lot of credit for this tournament, both for this tournament as a whole and in his penalty saves. Yeah, um, no, it was a really good save. Um, mm. Jorginho, he didn't do his usual run-up to a penalty. Mm. He, he actually just, he didn't do his wee skip. He, he, he went up and hit it. So that was different. And I was surprised that he changed the, the way he hit his penalty because, well... He shouldn't have, should he have, because he, he missed. But no, a brilliant save. Um, and at that moment, Pickford has kept England in the tournament. And, like, yeah, he deserved all the credit for that, for keeping that moment. Jorginho scores that. Italy win the Euros. And Pickford has stopped Italy from winning the Euros in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a moment that England... And I'm sure Theo as well, before he seen the fifth taker, was like, here we go. Mm. This is our chance to to go here. And mm-hmm. yeah, 
we'll go on to Saka. But yeah, um, I suppose in a moment like that, you're right, Jorginho, at least Jorginho. If you're going to change least, it, though, if you're going to change it, you put, you put your foot through the ball. Yeah, but at least uh, at least Jorginho had the balls to step up for the fifth penalty. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think what what I'd like to say about that penalty, I thought it was still a good penalty from it was Virginia. I thought it was a, a brilliant save. It and was what what was hilarious is if you have a look, uh, Pickford in the lead up, he claps his hands when he sees him and he goes, "No problem." He goes, "No problem," <laughs> like to save it. It's, it's it's quite funny. He's he's a character Pickford is, but it yeah. was a great it was a great save, and um, he did his job in the shootout. He did everything we could have asked for in the shootout, um, but again, because Pickford, I thought before, before the penalties happened or like before the penalties were taken, I thought England were going to win because I thought they had a goalkeeper that loves to dive about, and I thought he'll save penalties. Um, but yeah, like that save was brilliant onto the post, brilliant mm-hmm. save. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then we go on to the last penalty. Um, Italy, if they save it, they win it. Bukaya Saka, um, 19 years old. When he was stepping up, Theo, before before he takes it, you just... He was never... Bro, he was never going to score. Never going to score. There was only... Sorry, sorry. There there was only one result there, and it was a Donnarumma save. I I have to admit, I I actually... I I turned away. I couldn't watch the penalty. Mm. I couldn't... I, I struggled with the penalties. My... I was all over the place, mm-hmm. but um, when he walked up, I thought, "Why? Why is this happening?" I expected to see Sterling or Grealish. I did not expect to see Saka. I even expected to see Jordan Pickford taking yeah. a penalty. Cal- Calvin yeah. Phillips. Calvin Phillips. Phillips. I-, I expected anyone but but Saka, and I felt so bad. The second he mess- missed that penalty, I thought, "Southgate, you have ruined." <laughs> This young man's tournament if, if, because if, this young man was brilliant for yeah. us. He he was sensational. To have the courage at nineteen to step up and take a penalty yeah. in the World Cup in the sorry in the Euros final, the last penalty, and your teammates Raheem Sterling mm-hmm. couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. It's un- it's yeah. it's the, unforgivable. The, 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 sorry, sorry, I was just going to get my opinion. Uh, I think if Saka's going to take one though. And this is where I'm saying, you, but this is where we're getting towards the order thing. And you weren't agreeing with Kane going first. And to a degree, I can understand that. You do get a good penalty taker to take your first one, though. But if you're getting a younger player to take one, if you're going to get a younger player to take one, I don't think he should have taken one because Sterling and Grealish should have taken one. But if you are going to get Saka to take one, second or third penalty. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's the, the ones you pressure, get. The pressure on second and third is nowhere because, near as because, big. Because as well, Kane scored your first. Second penalty would be perfect for Saka because at least and also, he knows that you, he's you got bang that. on. And when it's the second, Saka may have thought, you know what, right? I'm going to put the penalty straight down the middle. But as he's watched the shootout, he might have changed his mind the longer it went on. Mm-hmm. If he um, takes a second penalty as well, he's just seen Andrea Bellotti miss. So, so it, it, he's, he's got, got, got that, he's got, a bit of confidence. Yeah, he's, he's like, got less pressure on his back. Yeah. But so, yeah. Listen, listen, to put Mm-hmm. The whole na- the pressure of the whole nation on a young boy at nineteen who's just started his career is yeah. criminal. It's criminal. It is. And like even even though we all agree that you you bring two players, Rashford and Sancho, on in the hundred twentieth minute, whatever that is, even if Kane did go first, right, and you've got your last three takers, 
Rashford, Sancho and Saka. <laughs> you put Sancho or Rashford before Saka as the fifth. Even if they even if they select they selected those five those five players to take the penalties, right? Say it goes in that order, but the last three, you put Sancho or Rashford on that last penalty. You do not put a nineteen year old boy who's just made his sort of, in his first tournament for England at, at such a young age. Yeah. No. But fair play to the boy for actually stepping yeah. up. Yeah. Fair play to the He's a bigger he's a bigger man yeah. than Harry Kane is. Yeah, yeah I'd just like to just just quickly add just just a small point uh, to to those who are racially abused yeah. mm-hmm. Saka, Sancho, and Rashford uh, on social media. Do not watch football yeah. because you should be disgusted. You, you should disgusted. be disgusted with yourself. If you want to criticize them, criticize them for missing the penalty. Criticize them for their footballing skills because they're black. It's not their fault, you know, that they 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 lost us the tournament. There were other reasons, but don't take it out on them. Take it out on you know, you, you, Which, no, don't take it out on them because of their skin color. Yeah, like do not take it out on them. Look, you can you can say to a player, "You are rubbish." I think you're rubbish. You never bring skin in. That should not even be a, a thought. Because no, do you know what is? Do you know what's the most disgusting thing? As an English fan, yeah. these same fans celebrated these players for getting us through to the semi-finals to yeah. the final. These players were they're, untouchable. They're it doesn't heavy. change. It doesn't change over a kick. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You it's, win together and you lose yeah. together. Yeah. Uh, as well, yeah, I think it's come out a lot that stuff needs to be done on social media to 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 look at this. I think there is. I, I was listening to Talksport and they were talking about there needs to be control in terms of pa- like a passport number being involved. I, you can't get to that extent because the problem with that is that data over the world, like there's a whole thing about people's data you don't want things like passport numbers going out and stuff like that on online do you so i think there needs to but there does need to be something in place for to to control what's who's on social media um and and as well what what's said on social media like the amount of monkey signs black players are getting the amount of banana signs it's ridiculous it's, it's embarrassing um if you're one of those you should be embarrassed yourself um i hope none of our listeners are, are and i don't think you will be um but yeah you should be embarrassed if 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 you're someone out there that's listening um to this um i'll just talk about it as well we're talking about obviously things that didn't look good in, in the tournament and i don't want to give it too much like because it's it's now a couple of weeks past um but the security at the game i thought it was shocking um like Theo, people breaking in stands, harassing families of the of the players. Um, I know it's a big occasion for England and and that and that, but it's it is just embarrassing, really, isn't you know, it? Do you know that the worst thing about it was it was inevitable and it could have been stopped. It could have um, been. The, this English football, this happens so many times. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've watched um, one of our own fans go onto the pitch and assault a player because the security was nowhere near good enough. Mm-hmm. The security is not good. They should have been on red alert. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, that is the fault of the, the, the authorities who should be looking after the fans who had a ticket. However, that being said, I think a lot of blame has to go on the pricing of a ticket because mm-hmm. tickets were 500 quid. I mean, how can, anyone, how can anyone afford that, the average man? Yeah. yeah. yeah people. I, I think as well, though, Theo, like, whether you're saying security or pricing, that's not any reason for these people no. to do it. And it's okay. like, like, it's like you were saying earlier, though, about about like the, the whole light thing that was one fan. Mm-hmm. I, I think 
I don't think it is just one fan. I'm not saying all the England fans, but I think there's a percentage of England fans that are buying it order. And yeah. it's not just the one odd fan or the odd hooligan. It's There's a percentage of fans that they can't even call themselves fans. People like England always wonder why their fans get criticised. This is why. Because, I mean, you go and you trash your own city after losing the Euros. You yeah. trash your own your own city. It's not even like it's another city. Not that you should be trashing any city, but you trash your own city. You break into the stadiums, harass the players' families who are going out to play, breaking into your own stadium, stealing people's tickets that people have bought and stealing people's seats that people are allocated to sit in. Now, I just think that, and this has got nothing at all to do with the nation of England. It's got nothing at all to do with the players, the manager, people, the fans, it's just that there's just a percentage of England fans that are just buying out of order. And that's, I would be saying the exact same thing if it was Italian fans, yeah, Spanish yeah. fans, I don't Scottish know, Ivory, Scottish, Ivory Scottish, Coast. Yeah, Scottish, Scottish fans. fans. Yeah. Honestly, Scottish fans. It, it doesn't matter who it is. It's just buying out of order. Yeah, I think it, I, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more with you. And mm. it, it's disappointing uh, there's it's stamping, it's it. stamping your whole tournament. It, it, it that, is. Apart from you, you had apart from the final and the the devastation of losing, you still had a fantastic tournament. Mm. But that dampened it because of the, the situations that happened throughout the tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it's 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 really disappointing. Um, there's a number of reasons for it. Again, a kind of a, a an arrogance that 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 we are in charge sort of thing from from the fans' mindset. It's wrong and. Yeah, I, I, I hate to see it. To a degree, though, as well, like the fact that the authorities and the police should be involved in this matter, but the fact that how many people were on Wembley Way, you've seen photos, it was mental. I'm sorry, like the amount of people that should be on Wembley Way is the amount that's going into that stadium. That's yeah. the max it should be. What? No one think... a ticket should be allowed on the trains to Wembley. It's, it's the fact that it needs to be controlled both by the stewards at the ground, but also by the police. And, and, and but general. I think the thing, the thing is, it, it's it's just a nationwide problem because, mm-hmm. look, I'm not being a killjoy here, but mm-hmm. there was thousands of people queuing up for, for pints at 6am mm-hmm. in the morning all day. There were thousands of people who headed straight to London right at the start of the day. And it's like, because of the fact that the government are saying, you know, that or, or nothing's really being done to thwart it, People are just doing it. People are going in and then they're, they're, they're going out to watch it. And the whole day is, as soon as 6am and you've had a couple of pints down you, everything else has gone out of your head. Um, and it's just it's just wrong. It's just wrong, you know, but you can't control that, unfortunately. You can't police people. You know, you can take a horse to water. You can't make the horse drink sort yeah. of thing. So, yeah. you know, it, it, it is a, it's, it's horrible what's happened and it's, mm-hmm. it's dampened my tournament. But we shouldn't we shouldn't dwell too much yeah, on it, unfortunately. Yeah. True, I, I do think there needs to be things done done about it though to to to, to at least protect it to a degree. I understand that you can't do so much as you're saying, Theo, but th- there needs to be more done at the stadium at least as well. Um, anyway, I think that's a good way to wrap up tonight's pod, though, guys. Uh, well, the pod as a whole, part one and part two of episode thirty four of the Euro Roundup. Um, I think it's yeah, it's been a great tournament as a whole. Um, 
really built up the summer and, and gave us something to enjoy over the summer. Um, we know it's been a bit of a tough time and a long time coming the Euros, um, but it was nice to finally have it come uh, to obviously a range of places around the world. Um, I don't think that'll ever be happening again because of the logistics of it didn't really work. But um, as a whole, it was nice to see football back uh, on the continent um, in international terms as well. So really looking forward to hopefully the World Cup qualifiers um, towards November, I think they're starting. Um, so yeah, really looking forward to those. Um, and yeah, hopefully both our, our teams, respective teams, England and Scotland, make it. Um, not saying it's definitely going to happen, but hopefully that's the case. Um, thanks again, guys. Thanks, Theo, for coming on for both parts and Ronan for your involvement in part two of the episode. Um, yeah, so thanks again. We're, we're looking forward to the, the next episode. We're back to league league action, boys, and transfer news. And I think we've got a lot of opinions on on stuff that's been happening, but we'll, we might do, I think, a transfer episode. I think that'll be a good one to, to cover. And then we'll go into a bit more team specific and, and leagues as a whole um, once again. Um, but yeah, looking forward to the new season, guys. You looking forward to the new season, Theo? Um, yourself, you looking forward to it? Can't wait. First game of the season for uh, for me. I'll be up at St Andrews watching the West Brom friendly on a Saturday and then trying to get tickets to Sheffield away the next week. So, mm. got nice my season one. tickets sorted. So, roll on the new season. Nice one. Yeah. And Ronan, what about yourself? Obviously, Celtic and Liverpool. Um, Celtic under new management. Um, and Liverpool is, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one this year. Yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, Celtic, I am writing off this season. Ange Postecoglou needs a season to get his players, get his system working because Celtic are a shambles at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool, they should... Uh, last season was a, a very strange season for every team. So um, I think fans back, kind of back to normal this season, uh, brought in a, a, a good centre-back in Kanate. Uh, I'm sure we'll try to offload a few players bring a few in so yeah time to challenge for the title again this season and let's see what we can do Mm, yeah, we'll, just, we'll we'll have to do our Premier League predictions um, when the time comes for the, for the new before the new season starts. Um, myself, obviously, someone still need to get a League One, <laughs> saying it every year, but um, hopefully that happens this season. Um, but yeah, very excited for the football to be back, um, and yeah, hopefully a few transfers get done for my club as well. So um, yeah, I need to look out on that. Um, but yeah. Excited for the new season, guys. I'm hoping you're going to be excited for what we've got to bring you in terms of episodes. Um, we're back again. Obviously, we took a bit of time off with the Euros to enjoy the Euros, enjoy the summer, the nice weather we've been having. We've got to enjoy it when it's here. Um, saying that, it's it's thundering outside right now at my window, so that's that's always good. Um, but yeah, hopefully it's not back to normal Scottish weather. Um, but yeah, anyway. Thanks again for listening to this episode of uh, the In Fact Fanatics, the Euro Roundup. Um, make sure you check us out on podbean.com, on iTunes and on Spotify. And also give us a follow uh, on our social media flat- platforms, um, Instagram and on Twitter. Um, so at the In Fact Fanatics podcast and at the In Fact Fanatics on Twitter as well. So anyway, thanks again for listening and we'll catch you later. Bye for now. <laughs>